Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of DD and DD. This is your host Chan Daly. Today I have with me Denise. Denise, say what's up. Introduce hey. yourself. Hey everyone, how are you? My name is Denise Griffin. Okay, so Denise, what um, do you stand for? What do you believe in? Why are you here today? Well, I'm here because you're awesome. Okay. <laughs> and you have a she, podcast. She says that, but she's the <laughs> awesome one. Like, if y'all know her, I knew it immediately that I was I was messing with a strong soul whenever I first met her. Um, <laughs> and we have we we work together um, on a social media account. I won't get into the details of right, it, but right. um, we definitely met through there. And she was just such a kindred spirit that I was just like, oh my gosh, I love Denise. <laughs> So that's who she is. I feel like she's, I've only known her for like two months, but I feel like she's an aunt. And she is also so, so wise. How does it feel to be the wise gift from God? I, I don't know about wise, but, um, you know, when you are experienced and knocked over several times, oh. um, that creates some wisdom. <laughs> and uh, I have been, I must be, the, I must, I have to be the most wise person in the world because when I tell you 2018 was a year of knockdowns. Listen, it's okay. You can get knocked down to but get back up. But you have to get back up. up. Yes. That's it. That's it. You know, I, yes. I, past my past, I go to Elevation and my pastor said, we're going to come through dripping. Oh. Through 2018. <laughs> um, I love that. We're not going to leave any experience behind in 2018. Yes. Everything that happened to you was for a reason. Mm. And if you choose to look at things as negative, then right. that's what they'll that's be. That's exactly what they'll be, yeah. But if you look at things as how did I learn from this? What will I learn to do differently, okay. do better, not to do again? You come through with Amount, a, a magnitude of things that so y'all. Me. I told I told Denise right before she came here that she was basically <laughs> Oprah to me. I don't know, and and this is this is why, just like that whole spiel. So let's get into the shirt. I know that y'all can't sure. see it for your for you that are listening, but for you that are looking on the podcast, yes. what does your shirt say? Thou shalt not try me. <laughs> The Book of Mood, the Book of Mood. <laughs> verse 7. Um, yes. Yeah, a friend of mine... That is my 2019 mood. Uh, listen, <laughs> a friend of mine made this shirt, and she wore it one day on something that she was actually being broadcast on, and everyone saw it, and I was like, I need that in my life. Not in a negative way, thou shalt not try me, but at the end of the day, you got to stand for something. Right. And Or you'll fall for what? Anything. That's what I'm trying to tell people. Y'all yes. better listen. I'm telling you. And so I was like, I need that. And I thought it was appropriate for today. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Just, we're going to... Because... We're just going to be about our business. Right. And y'all know we're in the relationship series of this podcast. Yes. So, in order to find your one, you know a lot of people are trying you in order to get, you know, to that one person that is yours. And that's how you learn. You learn by the people that have tried you. So, in your experience with dating, you know, being someone who is seasoned in life. (laughs) I like that. Seasoned in life. Got some flavor. Got some flavor. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Nobody wants anything that's too bland. Like right now, I feel real bland. Like you know, the first stage of um, 
the salt where you're just like, mm, it's not quite enough. Uh-huh. That's where I'm at in my life. So okay. we have a full core seasoned meal in front of us who's going to give us some advice about relationships and just some, some insights. Because I feel like it is so valuable to learn from people that are a little bit older than you right. about how to navigate through dating, how to value yourself, how to know what you deserve, and mm-hmm. how to sift through what I call the BS, you know, Mm -hmm. because I feel like, you know, dating in the early stages, it can be, you can come across a lot of different souls that you don't need to be involved with. So in order to sift through that, you have to have experiences. Right. So tell me about your process of finding your husband. Well, um, hmm, that is funny. I would, I would say, yeah, I found him. I guess he should have been finding me, but I picked him out. Uh, okay. Um, we met at work, actually. Oh. And I know they say you never should mm, where you eat. However. Right, but hey. Um, I was 23, and I had not yet learned that lesson. Okay. <laughs> but um, I saw him at work one day, walking through the hall, and I literally went back to my training class and said, I don't know who this guy is, but I just saw this guy I'm going to marry. My trainer was you like, knew? I, I, I don't even know. First of all, I'm not the person, I'm not the, the woman who was the little girl who said, oh, I can't wait till I get married. I'm going to have this person in my wedding. I didn't dream about being wait, married. I just, so that's one of those situations <laughs> where it's love at first sight or what people say. Do you believe in that? Love at first that sight? Happened. I mean, not maybe love, but you, you knew something was up. Because, I mean, I've met a whole bunch of people. I've been on a date with a whole bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And there has never come... A moment where I was just like, oh, you're the one, you know? It was weird because I've never said anything like that before. Mm. And it, and I just said it. And my trainer was like, wait, who? Who are you talking about? And I was like, I don't know his name. <laughs> and so my whole training class left the training room like on a small field trip to go find. Oh, I've done that ten, tens of thousands of times exactly, with my friends. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, we met married i'm sorry met dated and married in i was gonna say i'm i'm down for meeting and marrying at this point (laughs) that could actually work i think arranged marriages are underrated to a certain perspective so it's just a certain piece (laughs) but um we met dated and married in nine months (laughs) and we have been married for 19 years Wait, yeah, I did not know any of this. So I just need for you to run that back. Can you give me the timeline just one more time? We met in March of 1999. Um, We started dating in May. And we got married in December of 99. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So if you you feel kind of hopeless in your dating life right now, just know that in nine months, you could be... Married to the love of your life, married for twenty years. So hey, don't don't feel like you're behind because I that just gave me a lot of hope. Well, you know, let's let's try to deconstruct this situation. Okay, let's for deconstruct moment, it. Okay? okay, because if you're married nineteen years, whether you dated nine months or nine years prior to the nineteen years of nuptials, you will have ups and downs. Okay, okay, and I can tell you that a lot of our downs. That lasted multiple. When you're married 19 years, you know how somebody says, oh, God, I had such a bad week or a bad day. Yeah. When you've been married 19 years, you can identify we have bad years. Ooh, okay. Lord. Like, I'm not even sure why and how I got pregnant that year. I didn't even like you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
if anybody that has dated for a little bit has known, <laughs> it's it's perfectly healthy to not like your partner for a little bit. Absolutely. It's just, you know, it just sometimes you just want is. your own space. Sometimes people get on your nerves. Sometimes right. people get too comfortable. So how do you manage being in a marriage and not getting too comfortable, even though you're obviously very comfortable with the person right. that you're in a relationship with? Um, You know, every marriage is different. Every relationship is different. Mm-hmm. I think from my experience from my husband and our our experience we did get too comfortable at times Mm. and that level of comfort led to issues whether it was financially whether it was interpersonally between us whether it was outside influences Mm. um coming into the marriage influences will get you right friends yeah um co-workers because one thing i was discussing with one of my friends earlier and we're nowhere near married but you know we're in these different situations with different mm-hmm. people that we're just dating and she was just like I am so tired of running my advice I mean getting advice from people that don't have the same goals that I have because mm-hmm. um, in this in this stage of her life like she just wants to have fun and she right. just wants to and I think that everybody around her wants to be serious so right. they're trying to give her like serious advice but she just wants to have fun right so it ended up confusing her and then she said something like you know nobody really knows our relationship like us like even if i described it with every word it's a feeling right so it's just like i think that that's so valid to you know always you know talk about and express yourself and describe your relationship especially when you're frustrated or you're happy to your friends but necessarily getting advice from people that's not like a therapist or somebody that can actually give you constructive Feedback, it can always just blur the lines. Well, I think a lot. it's important to know who you can talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just like your friend said, she has people that confuse her, and because she may be speaking to people, they don't understand where she's trying to go in life. Right. Um, I will tell you one of the biggest things I would say now on this side of 40 plus a few years. Um, <laughs> The best part, any relationship, regardless of how great it is, it's going to have its struggles. And that's just because in growth, there is pain. Right. All, all growth growing is pains. growing pains. Yeah. But I think the thing that helps people in general, that will help you in relationships, is to know yourself. Is to really start to understand who are you. Right. What are your personal deal breakers? What... Um, what do you stand on? What do you want? And yeah, that's so true. More than just knowing what you want out of life and out of your partner, you have to understand your own personal dysfunctions. Okay. Because what do you mean by your own personal dysfunctions? I like, mean, let's, what be, makes let's you... be honest. Everybody didn't have, you know, the glowing childhood. You know what I mean? And mm. even if they did, they had. I definitely they, didn't. Hands up. Even if they had, you know, two parents who loved them and they worked great jobs and they made time for them and they had great social activities, you probably had some terrible friends or some bully experiences that right. created possibly a self-image <laughs> of yourself. Yeah, that you are. You adopted this lie about yourself at a young age, mm. and now you've lived life through the lens of this truth that's been wrapped around a lie that you developed. Right. And so, at the end of the day... Yeah, because there's still some things that my sixth grade bullies that said to me that I think about sometimes. I mean, it doesn't affect me from time to time, but I'm just like, my subconscious is probably right. wrapped around in all of that, and exactly. I don't even know. Exactly. That's why therapy is so important, <laughs> so Ther- you can deconstruct. Listen, therapy is very important. Yeah. But honestly, if you don't 
come to grips with your own personal dysfunctions. And sometimes it's not until you connect with somebody else Mm. that highlights your dysfunction. You didn't even know you were walking around broken. Yes. I've been in certain relationships slash situationships with people. And I was just like, whoa, I didn't even know I had that side to myself until you just brought that out. Exactly. So, and you have to say, where does that come from? Yeah. And is it good for me? Because <laughs> I shocked myself a few times. I was like, oh, you you have that tone of voice that you can use? Right. Like, where did that come from? <laughs> oh, okay. I've never heard that before. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And yeah. sometimes you need that voice. You know, was that a voice of protection or was that a voice of, um, I'm going to stand here and affirm myself in what will not be happening? Right. You know what I mean? So, can we talk a little bit about gut feelings that you have yes. like and the different levels of that mm-hmm. especially in a dating space because I know it's, it's different in marriage but mm-hmm. in dating you know I feel like I have a gut feeling I feel like most people have a gut feeling whenever they suppress mm-hmm. um, certain things especially when they see red flags right. so can you talk about the importance of not ignoring red flags or, oh or paying attention to gut feelings because has there ever been a time where you were wrong because I feel like I ignore Mm-hmm. stuff and then I'm like oh I shouldn't have ignored that I would have just you know avoided this whole situation if I would have just listened to my gut so can we talk a little bit about that yeah sure I mean gut feelings are there for a reason mm-hmm. you know God gives us all that inter that inner intuition if you will straight from God it is purposeful mm-hmm. and you may not have to listen to it and be like oh God red flag let me go the opposite direction you don't have to run away or, mm-hmm. or just completely cut off communication with an individual. Mm. But it is something that you need to keep in the back of your mind and you need to look for. Um, so how do you not run away? Because I feel like my generation, mm-hmm. as soon as we want to run, we run. And I think yeah. that that is, you know, different from a lot of other generations where it's like my grandma, she was telling me that she, you know, she had different red flags in relationships. And she speaks openly about this. She had to deal with, like, infidelity for a period of time mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And she ignored it for her family, which was the thing to do at the time. Right. Whereas, like, now we're more, like, indivi- individualistic with our mindset. So we, right. we just, you know, right. fight or flight. But most likely we're just flighting. We're just flighting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think now... You know, because I'm kind of on the cusp. I'm obviously Mm. not as old as your grandmother, but I'm not your age either. So I fall in that middle ground. I think that, you know, this younger generation, under 30, you guys live in an instant world. Mm. You know, social media is so impactful to your life. And it's kind of like, oh, people are doing that. Oh, let me do that. Right. And it's instant. And it's instant. And so as soon as you see something that that you have a red flag... Oh, no, I'm not going to deal with that. And you go on to the next thing as if the next thing is it's not going to be, be presented with some challenges. Oh, wow. You're getting some truth right now. I mean, it's yeah. just true. There's nothing that you're going to do that's going to be perfect. challenge-less. Yeah. It's not going to not have its issues. Um, and so you have to see what the red flags may be, but then what kind of conversations are you having to further expose the red flag or to gain clarity on what you think is a red flag, but maybe you just misinterpreted what you saw or what you oh, wow. heard. And so gain some clarity and eventually you're going to be like, mm, yeah, I was right. Let me figure out my, uh, stage left exit. You know what I mean? Right. 
that's that's so important to say because I I do think that my approach now because I've been hurt in the past mm-hmm. is to as soon as I start to see you know red flags I'll create distance right whereas like I'm not asking the right questions I'm not trying to get that clarity right. so if you're around my age if you're in the under 30 group and you see some red flags don't just create the distance or ghost because right. are you familiar with the term ghosting? I sure ain't. Um, <laughs> I mean, my my oldest child is a year younger than you. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> my bad. Like so okay. don't just it's ghost. Okay. Create the. I mean, ask the right questions to gain clarity before you make a decision. Right. Is that? Am I saying it right? You absolutely. Because if you don't, you are actually limiting yourself from learning from someone else you know what i mean you're you're limiting your ability to dig deeper into a thing okay um because you can't run from everything right and if you adopt that mentality of seeing something that is not um palatable for whatever reason and you just ghost and dip to the next direction you're gonna always dip Mm. you're gonna you're going to develop a characteristic of not being able to stick and stay mm. doesn't mean be mistreated doesn't mean stick around to be abused but it does mean that you're gonna have to learn to dig down into this because relationships are work they are i've been married 19 years and it's funny through the course of our relationship maybe a few years ago we were like mm, maybe we shouldn't be married anymore mm. and it was a very casual conversation where some people are contemplating divorce and it's volatile and they're fighting mm-hmm. and it's ugly right. we had reached a point of very calm Maybe we just shouldn't be married anymore. And we had regular conversations about it, Mm. which we were advised that that's even a more dangerous place because you could just walk away and not care. But at the end of the day, I'd say I would never get married again. Mm. My husband says, I love being married. I'm like, how can you love being married on the tail end of what is possibly the end of our marriage? Mm. But everybody's perspective is different. This is work relationships are work. You yeah. will dig in and you will work. Because guess what happens through the course of a relationship? Mm-hmm. You grow. Yeah. And you change. Oh my gosh, you grow so much. You grow <laughs> and you change as an individual. Yeah. But if you don't keep the lines of communication open, if you don't talk about each other's goals and how you want to grow or how things you're experiencing out in the world that are changing you and helping you morph into a different individual, if you all don't have conversations about that that's how people start to grow apart so how do you how do you grow together for Mm -hmm. such a long time because i think that that is the biggest thing if i think about who i was just five years ago Mm -hmm. it's drastically different than who i am today and i just know that that continues to change and shift especially as children get involved as your own personal growth and rebranding yourself and trying new things it's just like i can see how people could you know, you're going in this direction. I'm going in this direction. Right. How do you, how do you be, how do you stay together? Because <laughs> I mean, I know that. I mean, I guess that's a good question for everybody. Because the divorce divorce rate is at an all time high. Right. People are not finding that it's worth it to stay with your partner in these hard decisions to yeah. grow and to move forward. Right. So how how have you done that so successfully? Well, let's see. I would tell you now, you have to be intentional, mm-hmm. and. 
I'm getting, we're trying to get better at that, like making time to go out and just have regular conversation. Like, do you have friends that you've had for a long time and y'all just get on the phone and you talk about whatever, anything and everything. Yes. You could not have spoken for two or three months and you pick up the phone like you had just spoken yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of friendship you need to have with your, your spouse or your partner who right. you're dating because that's the kind of relationship you need to build. When you something happens to you out in the world, good or bad, if you're not dating somebody, who's the first person you get on the phone to call? Your best friend. Right, yeah. Girl, bo- bo- look, let me tell you what happened. And it's like, <laughs> that's the kind of relationship you should have with your partner. It's like a friendship, too. It's like it a has strong, to be. Yeah. It has to be because... If you don't develop the kind of friendship with the person that you're dating that you may eventually marry that there is nothing I don't want to share with him mm. and there is nothing I would do to hurt them, that is not the person you're probably going to end up with. Right. Because you will, the more intense and the more serious your relationships become, you need to start looking at the other person like they're you. Mm. You wouldn't walk down the street slapping yourself in the face, would you? No, I sure not. So I why sure would not. you do anything? Like I know that's right. I like, <laughs> I like your face too. I like it. But I mean, it's a very funny analogy. But when you think about somebody you're trying to be with and learn and possibly share a life with, you have to treat them like you would treat yourself. Mm. If you're not going to mistreat yourself and abuse yourself, wait. But 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 there are so many people that do. That are mistreating themselves are not exactly. This so true. it's just this is true. That's why I always say you said you touched on this a little bit earlier. You have to make sure that you're kind of whole before you get into something you serious, better. because it was just it's gonna be a hot mess. And I remember dating someone that was depressed when right. we first met, right. and um mm-hmm. and it was just we can never find common ground mm-hmm. it was always a mess the smallest things were the the biggest things at mm-hmm. all times and i started to change how i viewed myself because of another person that was deeply hurt that was right. you know continuously it felt like knocking me every time that i did something mm-hmm. good or saying right. i don't know it's just you really have to make sure that you're in a good place because being in that person, I realized I wasn't in the best place that I could have been because if I was, I would have never tolerated it for anybody knocking me down exactly. or anybody changing the way that I viewed myself or things of that sort. So I think it's important that, you know, it's not two halves that make a whole. It's two holes that exactly. it's even more whole, you know? Exactly. You, It's like a puzzle. You know, puzzle pieces have different edges. Mm-hmm. You know, we are each a puzzle piece. Yeah. And if you attempt to put yourself together with another piece that it kind of fits, mm. but there are these there are these holes in the middle, all kinds of things can come into the middle of that hole that will separate you and your pieces. Mm. It's not until you align yourself and this is not just relationship like you know romantic relationships this is all relationships these are your friendships these are your dating relationships when you are not connected with people who have the same vibe as you you're not you know that equally yoked thing is Mm. not just for dating right that's in friendships that's in business relationships so i've been struggling with this a lot with a lot of kind of fits mm-hmm. like kind of fit people 
Um, and I have a problem of letting go or like... Oh, my God. Of just... That's me. <laughs> we need a therapist for this portion. No, for real. Can, you know, therapy. Let me cash out. Call my therapist. Put Please. on a speaker. Yes. When I tell you I have the biggest issue of letting go because I accept and tolerate so many kind of fits in my life. And yeah. I try to make everything fit, you know? Mm-hmm. That's just who I am. So, I wonder if if you have any wisdom on this, please let me know. <laughs> but with the kind of fits in the world, yeah. how do you learn to just let that go? Or do you let that go? Do you just accept that it's a kind of fit and move on? Do you not lie to yourself in that process? Or do you are you better without the kind of fits? Yeah. That's a new... This is a relatively new lesson mm. that... I am learning because I'm that kind of person too. I have a hard time letting go. Yeah. Um, if you are the kind of person who is very giving and you always want to be helpful to people in whatever the instance, right. a friend or somebody in business or whatever, you do hold on to things that are not necessarily beneficial for you. Um, Not necessarily financially. It may not be beneficial for you emotionally. It may not be beneficial for you time wise. Mm. Um, But, you you know, I don't want to say we're pleasers. Yeah. But we're just people. There are people who really (laughs) like to be helpful to others. Right. But what happens is when you are, if, if you can admit it to yourself, if you are a person who is looking for validation from others, to solidify what you're good at or who you are, you will take what they're giving you Mm. that's inappropriate for way longer than you should. Mm. And then it starts to mess with, like you said, your subconscious. Am I not good enough? You know? Right. I I think you have to learn and you learn this as as you grow and as you start to dig into the things that you're interested in and actually do them. You know what? I'm good enough. I'm good. Mm. You know, when yeah. you said, I think I'm going to do a podcast. Yeah. You know, we were on the tail end of that. Well, you had already decided, but you had not yet started it. Right. But you shared that with me. And I was like, you do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's cool. She did. And you did it. And you shared how, uh, okay, I was a little nervous about it. And I'm not sure if it turned out the way, but I did. <laughs> and it's right. done. And you know what I mean? Here it is, the end product. Yeah. And you learned from it. Mm-hmm. You probably watched it back, listened to it. Yes. Saw where you can be better the next time. Exactly. That is life. Mm. That is the epitome. That's the foundation of relationships too. Mm. That's the epitome of understanding red flags. Right. You know, you have the conversation. You have the interactions. You with see the how person. they react. You see how they react. You see something that's a red flag. Like now, wait a minute. Now I know that I was just here hanging out, but I did see them underwear on the floor in the corner. <laughs> Now, if I, now if I picked, see some underwear, I turn it up. Right. Now, they picked them up when I came in. Oh, my bad. I left them there. You'd be like, mm-hmm. You left them there. Mistake. Would you rush and leave your underwear in the corner of the living room? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a red flag. Yeah. Might be small, but guess what? Some but you got to say something, right? You got to say something. Yeah. Or you just sit back. Let me let me just kind of see how else this unfolds. <laughs> okay? No. Or, so, I was dealing with somebody that just happened to be kind of a, you know... Aloha. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even lie. <laughs> and the first day we ever had, you know, we had been talking for two weeks from mm-hmm. that point, but we had met up. Um, and then we were, the waitress w- walked up to him and was just like, oh, I see you have a hickey on your neck. And I didn't, you I didn't see it. it. 
I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't do it, right, you know? Right, right, And I looked, and it sure was. <laughs> and I was just like, hmm, this is interesting. Okay. And he tried to lie, and he was just like, oh, I was just scratching my neck at work, and blah, blah, blah. I was like, you Bro, know, really? I, you know, I snatch my, I, I don't scratch my neck a lot, but I know what a hickey looks like. Exactly. <laughs> so it's just like, if I would have just asked, a, asked more questions about that, I would have probably found out what I need to know before right. even moving forward in that two, three month situation that exactly. ended up ultimately ending. ending you know. But yeah, <laughs> it had been two weeks. Right. And so, you all aren't committed in two weeks. Right, and exactly. So might have been kicking it with somebody. And th- First of all, um, FYI, after the age of 20, I'm sorry, maybe <laughs> after the age of 18, Let's not do hickeys, okay? At least right. not in. What is the purpose of them anyway? Is it nothing? It's just uh, it, to show it, that it I was there. It doesn't feel good. No, it hurts. <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense. So, sorry, I just had to put that PSA right. out there. No, no, um, no hickeys in 2019 no if you're over 18. In 29. How about ever? Ever, but actually. Definitely yeah. over 18. Let's not do that. But, um,. You know, if you had asked some more questions, be like, okay, I see you got that hickey going on. Um, you Are you kicking it with somebody? Like, what's going on? Just dig for a little bit more clarity. Right. And be honest because, it, it you know, it's been two weeks. So I'm right. not telling you to, yeah, to I'm not stop to. whatever. We're just getting to know each other. Right. Present it as, it's cool. Just let me know what's happening. Right. Exactly. That's, that's my thing is, just let me know. And that's when I, I peeped that he was kind of a... Uh, you know, a snake. Because mm-hmm. it's just like, if you're not willing to tell the truth about something so serious, exactly. I mean, so, so like, so, so insignificant. Right. You know, what What, what about the deeper things? Exactly. There was one person to me a lot about their age. And I was just like, before, before really getting to know him all too well, he was like, oh, I'm 22, but he's mm-hmm. really 26. And wow. I'm not going to tell y'all how I ultimately found out his age because it's a little crazy. But Wait, <laughs> how old were you? I was twenty. I was twenty two at the time too. Okay. Um. So it was about two years ago, and okay. I just happened to just uh, do like a slight Google search on the person. Okay. And found out, you oh, know, oh, you can Google see search. you can see public records. You can see people when people get speeding tickets and things of that sort. Really? So I saw that he got a speeding ticket. <laughs> so he was twenty six, and then you know, maybe I maybe when he was asleep, I looked at his wallet on his ID and maybe saw when he was asleep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and saw that he was actually twenty six. So I asked him, like, why'd you lie about your age? And he blew up on me. For real? And I was just like, that's just you gotta ask questions. Yeah. Cause that just shows What's the blow up about? What's the blow up about? It, it was a simple question. Yeah, that's two separate issues. Why why did, why you, did you lie? Why did you lie? And why, and why did you, you blow up like right. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and put on my side. <laughs> And I gotta go. <laughs> that's a that's an acceptable flight situation. Yeah, we need no additional clarity about that. Right. Exactly. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So, um, what are some some takeaways of just relationships, dating, and marriage that you feel like are applicable to somebody in their twenties? Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, the very first thing is learning yourself. Mm, okay. Um, because that old saying, you attract what you are, mm. that is true. If you are not whole, not I don't even have to say whole because, you know, in your 20s, you're coming out of childhood, you know, 16, 17, somebody is taking care of you. Right. You, you're not experiencing life for real 
you know, yet. But it, once you're, you know, 23, 24, you live alone, you're paying your own bills, you're learning and developing who you are, who mm. you are as a personal money manager and taking care of yourself. Right. Um, I, I think the thing is really starting to dissect who am I? Okay. What do I want in life with what I know so far? You yeah. know what I mean? Because Get, can you really know what you want in someone else if you don't even know what you want in yourself? Um, or do you feel like it's, it's, you might know what you want in someone else because you're trying to fill a void that you don't have? That's Now that is something you definitely need to understand that mm. you're not trying to fill a void. I think it's easier in your 20s. It's not as much work to say what I don't want. Okay. I mean, some of the things are obvious. You don't want somebody abusing you. You don't want somebody cheating on you. You right. don't want somebody disrespecting you and talking to you crazy. Right. Those seem to be very obvious things, but they all have their own um, spectrum, if you will. Right. What does that really mean? Somebody disrespecting me. Um, are you going to tolerate, like you said, the hickey on the neck and whatever? Okay, no, because that's a disrespectful action. If we're actually dating, right. you can't show up with a hickey on your neck and we are <laughs> technically dating. We right. might not be exclusive, but we are dating. But right. what is going on there? You know what I mean? Right. It's just like a respect thing. Like, do what you got to do, but be Be discreet, discreet about it. Yeah. Exactly. And so there's, there's levels to everything. Right. So I think that's the first thing. Learning who you are, what you don't want. Mm -hmm. Um, and you start to, as you experience relationships, there are things that you may have never seen. Like I grew up, my parents weren't, they were together, but they weren't married. My godparents were married, but they were never together. Mm -hmm. And all the other women in my life were not married. So I never really had a a true representation of what a quote unquote good marriage look like right. or good relationships and what they look like. And so I didn't really have that example, but as you start to date and as you start to experience people in a more intimate, um, interactions with them, certain things will feel good to you in the way that you're treated and in the way that you all hang out and interact. And some things won't. And you have to develop that. Hmm. Um, I think that's those things are, are paramount. Understanding yourself and learning what you what you definitely don't want, and be open to experiences that help solidify what you do want. Um, I think next from there is knowing that whoever you're going to choose to be with, y'all got to be friends. You know, if you want to go skydiving, they might not want to actually go skydiving, but they got to be excited to go with you and watch and take pictures. Right. If they don't want to jump out of the plane, too. Right. Because, I mean, that makes a lot of sense to be friends with the person that you're dating. Absolutely. Have a healthy friendship because I feel like with my friends, I want to love, support, right. and I want to be respectful towards them and I want to keep them around. Right. And I think that for some reason in our society, that's a big piece of right. relationships that is that is missing with a lot of people yeah. and I desire to you know kick it with the person and laugh and exactly. have a good time and go ahead and do things with it but I just don't understand why there's like how do you be in a, a functional relationship with someone if you came and be their friend if you came and talk to them if you right. came and hang out with them it's just physical or obligation or exactly you know exactly yeah you can't it, yeah. it's not it's not a marriage that will last long that's full of joy I mean, relationships aren't 100% joy and fun all the time, but 
even in some of my husband and I, during our most difficult times, like I remember a time when we, we probably considered being not together at least four times mm. over the course of 19 years. Like really which considered. Is, which is good. Like really, like <laughs> really, it was real conversation. But one time that we probably would not have been together, neither one of us financially could have survived on our own. Mm. And we liked each other enough to not be like, I don't give a damn what happens to you. You getting the hell out of here and I'm going to just make it work. You know, we had enough of a friendship friendship or a like. Like, the thing people always say, you know, love is so important. If you love each other, you can get through anything. That's a lie. Right. That is a lie because I can love you and I pray you don't get hit by a bus kind of way. Right. Right. I mean, Uh, I can love you from... uh, Far. A whole far. <laughs> a whole far. Yeah. But, you know, I need to like you. Mm-hmm. I want to like who you are, not just who you are when we're together. I want to like the person that you are when we're apart. Mm. I want to like you. So loving is one thing. You got to really like your partner. You got to like the person you're hanging out with because those are the things that get you through the tough times. Mm. You know, my husband and I, we laugh stupid hard at the dumbest stuff <laughs> i uh, love that and i want that that's, that's one of we my deepest laugh. desires yeah we sit and we you know he he grew up in the church i did not and um, <laughs> but i know these old hymns or something he'll just bust out this old hymn in the middle of our conversation that somewhat relates and we will laugh so oh hard God. and it's so that's goofy. what my mom does <laughs> yes. it's okay to have a goofy relationship too i think people try to be too cute in certain situations yeah, but no. Goofiness is what makes relationships Goofiness last, obviously. makes the relationship. <laughs> because there's no other person that you should be able to be so vulnerable with. Like, you need to be able to share your deepest insecurities. Mm-hmm. Um, and then none of that is going to happen right up front. So okay. if you're looking, to, please don't be six months into a relationship and think you're going <laughs> to share your deepest insecurities and that person is going to hold them and protect them and protect you because they right. may not. Right. It takes right. years to get yeah. to that point sometimes. And sometimes it may be instant and there's testing things in relationships. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you might share something with, with someone and it, you know, that it's, a vault. You know that person's a vault. Right. They're not ever sharing or trying to break you down with things that you've shared with them. With with the testing part of it, when it comes to relationships, what do you feel like was the biggest test for you? Where you were just like, oh, this person is either down or not. You know. <sighs> There's so many things. Um, I mean, so many things. My husband is, I could be on the other side of the world and I could be like, babe, you gotta come get me. Mm. He will stop everything. Like if I, I don't even have to give. If if I called with enough distress in my voice, without any details, you got to come get me. He's gonna find a way to get there. Oh wow! Without question. Well, uh, what, what's happening? No, he ain't gonna ask what's happening. That's. I'm on my way. Yeah. That's just you got to know. That's that, like me and my sister. Yeah. Yeah. You got to know that the person has your back. I mean, testing. I, I can't. I can't say there's any particular thing mm. but i can say right around year 16 maybe 17 years okay. in we had experienced some of our most challenging things and at the end of the day that man professed his love to me in a way that was more than just verbal mm. his actions 
Woo! Actions, they speak louder than words. They when speak I tell louder you. I've heard than some, words. some dull words, you know, some, some right. words that will make you just, you know, your heart flutter. But if there's no action behind it. Yeah, that, those flutters, that flutter situation, mm-mm. Yeah. That goes away. <laughs> that, it does. Every now and again, I, you know, he may get a flutter, or I may get a flutter, and it, it's, you know, every now and again. <laughs> but, you know. Oh, wait, you mean the flutter flutter goes like away? Like the flutter flutter. Oh, Lord. I mean, for some people, it might, but, you know, when you, when you wrestling jobs and bills and kids and, and schedules, ain't nobody got time for no flutter. We got to handle, we got to handle this business. We no. Yeah. make sure we don't we have built a life yeah exactly and um you know we, we even went through that together mm. not having a roof yeah with children oh oh i can imagine you know Dude, that's it, that's why you can't really be focused on no flutters you have to flutters. be like I'm, what <laughs> I really if don't you don't get out of my face boy Right. If you, if somebody don't go somewhere and get some money now, right, right now, like JG Wentworth, I want money and I want it now. Yes. But um, you know, it's it's about an action. It's about an action. When you know, there were some things that happened where I had to. I was in a position in our relationship where, no matter how long it took until he felt comfortable with our situation, I had to do whatever it was. That mm. needed to be done until he felt comfortable. Yeah. And it don't matter. You just got to do what you got to do. With with love and action, do you feel like that's more what it is? Like love, yes. action versus like the flutter, you know? Yes. Because I think that that's, that's, that's onto something. Because if you think about a marriage that has lasted for such a long time... I mean, she says that the flutters, they, they were there. They are there at times. But right. there's also obligation, action, duty behind that that makes it love because right. i think that you know a lot of us we get confused and i'm talking to us millennials right. about you know oh i love this person because i'm attracted to this person and all i do is think about them and i just you know want to be cuddled up with them and right. be with them but that's not necessarily what love means sometimes love is that action yeah and everybody receives love differently mm-hmm. and what you need to Feel loved is different. Okay. I mean, I'm sure everybody's heard of the five love languages. Yes, yes, yes. L- extremely important. Yeah, because I was I was are. words of affirmation when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Now, I am um, quality time. Quality time. Yeah. yeah. I'm a quality time and um, words of affirmation person. Okay. No, no, no. I'm not quali- not words of affirmation. I'm a quality time and um, oh my god, not personal touch. But what's the one that? Um, um it's like gifts. Do you Not like gifts. gifts. It's something about like like um, touching. I can't remember what it is, but affection, okay. electro okay. affection. Okay, okay. That's that's me. Um, my husband is quality time and words of affirmation. Okay. You know because a lot of ways sometimes you lose communication in your relationships is because you are giving love in a way that you like to receive love. Mm. And so then that's not everybody's thing. It's not everybody's thing. I'm like, you're not going to receive like, like if you are yeah. words of, like you just said, you are quality time, mm-hmm. but you used to be words of affirmation. Oh, well, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you were receiving. <laughs> you going to spend some time with me or right. we're just not going to be together. Right. <laughs> exactly. Okay. How you receive it. 
come over here. Right, you're going to come over here. Even, yeah. not, even if we're not doing anything. Yeah. We're going to watch TV. We're not going to have a lot of words. We're going to eat some pizza, drink some wine. We're going to fall asleep. I'm happy. I'm good, yeah. You know what I mean? You didn't tell me that you loved me. You showed me. Yeah. Because you were yeah. here. Yeah. You were here. Yeah. You know, somebody who is a, you know, gifts, you know, or, or acts of service. Mm. You know, I have a friend who is an acts of service love language. I don't even have to know what her profile comes I know that's who she is because that's how but that's also how she loves it's like yeah and it's not no that's not everybody's not that way so mm-hmm. if right. if you are words See, I get uncomfortable when people do a little bit too much for me right so that's not how I receive love exactly but I appreciate people that do that because I think that's a beautiful thing it's just not who I am so if somebody tried to show me love by giving me the world or doing things for me right you I wouldn't necessarily rather... I would much rather you just be here you exactly. know exactly exactly yeah so that's an important thing I think I think everyone should know their personal love language just as an individual whether mm. you're in a relationship or not know your personal love language right and be familiar with what the five love languages are so you can start to identify those things in the people that you're possibly dating yeah and, and we've touched on love languages almost in every podcast that i've done look so at there look so at, look at it, it always comes around to oh. that look at guys so y'all really need to pay attention to those love languages because mm-hmm. those are important very important very important so, so if we're if we're gonna wrap things up and just you know a 30 second elevator pitch about you know love and relationships and staying committed to yourself first and foremost what would you what would you say to somebody just real quick learn yourself understand your own personal deal breakers don't be afraid to communicate and develop an amazing friendship with your partner yeah, and honestly, there you have it. I couldn't have said it even better. Um, you know, and I think that that's why I found it so important to talk to someone who is a little bit more seasoned and has 19 years under her belt in marriage because <laughs> that wisdom just doesn't come from, you know, fight or flight dating. It you know, definitely <laughs> it comes from, you know, tests, trials, and true love. And sometimes being too broke to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Right, because <laughs> money, people are like, money is it a factor, but it is. <laughs> well, uh, thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of DD and DD. Denise, thank you so much for so coming. Welcome. She drove all the way here just to be a part thank of the podcast. I am so me. grateful for that. I'm thankful to have been here. I, I appreciate you. I love your grind. I see your hustle, and it's amazing. And thank you. I'm, excited for the future and all that God has for you and I just want to sit back watch and eat my popcorn and watch the rise <laughs> God, God is working I, I owe it all to him yes, sir. Um, but thank you again for being so supportive oh you're so welcome and thank y'all for listening. Um, I will be back next week with another episode. Um, tune in. I'm going to have this episode also on YouTube as well. So my YouTube channel is Chan Daily. Check that out. Follow uh, me on social, Chan Daily. C-H-A-N-N-D-A-I-L-Y. And also follow, follow Denise Yours's Brow Lady. Brow Lady on Instagram. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's it's B-R-O-W underscore lady, right? No, 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 no underscore. Yep. Just Brow Lady. Just Brow Lady. Okay. Yep. All right. Y'all have a great day. Bye.